Great to have you here. It is time where we dig between the lines and see where all those juicy little nuggets come up. The stories that matter. Of course, no one doing it better these days than Tom Korski, managing editor of Black Locks Reporter. Hello there, Tom. Hi, Alex. Any thoughts on the campaign so far that you've seen? Uh, not a morale booster in Nova Scotia. Uh, the yeah. long-term effects of that are pretty rough. Uh, premiers really run this country. It's been the case for many years. And if you start out from Victoria in a car looking for a liberal premier, that's a long trail of winding. I mean, you only have a federal carbon tax because liberal and you Democrat premiers helped out the uh, Department of Environment. Long term, that's bad news for a liberal cabinet. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, you know, the PC party was 30 points behind at the beginning of this election, and then uh, they won. So nonetheless, campaigns matter, I guess, in the end. A couple of uh, headlines I think that are interesting, uh, and I wanted to ask you about them, uh, if I can find them. Here. Oh, yeah. Uh, taxpayers. We oppose amnesty for, of course, those who should not have gotten the $2,000 pandemic relief checks. These are the CERB checks. And there, there was some in-house research by the CRA. And um, they can't, I mean, this thing went over 200% over budget. We've talked about this before. The Department of Finance had estimated the program to run $24 billion. Final payments, $81.6 billion. And records show there was so much uh, misspending on people who shouldn't have gotten this. For example, 317,900 high school students got this benefit, almost $635 million. And so rightfully, taxpayers say, we want it back. And the CRA polled that, and they got their answer. They asked the question, and they yeah. got the answer. You know, those uh, overspending figures are simply staggering. It's never been explained, uh, Alex. Cabinet has said, look, at, you know, it was a pandemic. People were frightened. We want to get money out the door. Cabinet said at the time that those uh, famous CERB checks were to uh, save people from eviction or foreclosure once they lost their jobs. And yet, as you point out, hundreds of millions was paid to uh, grade nine students. So it was yeah. like, the, you know, there was a binary choice that was either do nothing or run at the speed of light. Uh, the cost overruns speak for themselves. Now we know, for instance, the New Democrat leader, Mr. Singh, has said it's not fair to people who took the money uh, weren't uh, qualified and now face the uncomfortable circumstance of paying it back, to which the majority of taxpayers told CRA, that's too bad. You pay what you owe. Millions of Canadians did not apply because they were not qualified or didn't want it. And taxpayers mm -hmm. are not in a forgiving mood. They don't like Serb cheating. Play by the rules. Pay your bills. That was the message. Yeah, and they should have seen this one coming. It's one thing to get the money out uh, the door fast, but again, it's also not um, impossible to do a double check. And frankly, the CRA should go after mom and dad of those who allowed their kids to fill these forms out. But we'll wait and uh, see um, what happens. I, this is a little off topic, I, but I do know that you know the issue about this, this issue of suing the House Speaker to seal these um, records for these two Chinese scientists who are fired. And it looks like the Trudeau government's dropping its quest to have the court stop this disclosure of documents. And basically, once they called the election, all House matters died on the floor, including this top secret you know, documentation that they for months would not get released. This to me must and should be a much bigger story. And he should be asked if uh, the media is doing its job on the on the trail today. You know, they set a very dangerous precedent on running out the clock to get to this election and sealing those documents, but weaponizing the courts to overrule parliament. And, I, and for some reason, it's been met with a shrug. 
It, it was unconscionable. And, and if that case proceeds, they will lose. You cannot find a constitutional lawyer anywhere in our land who will say, yeah, we hope, yeah. just invoke uh, national security. As one MP said in the Canada-China Special, uh, Relations Committee, um, how do we know this is national security? What if it was just bureaucratic butt-covering, quote-unquote? That remains unanswered. Cabinet went to the wall on this. Uh, they said, no way. And uh, there is no federal judge who will uphold that because the implications, as you mentioned, are stark. It means Parliament is really has less authority than the school board or the town council. Really, it's Cabinet is going to run the show. And Cabinet uh, uh, will tell Parliament what to do. It can't work that way. Parliament is all you have. That's why we're electing members yeah. of Parliament. We're not electing cabinets. We elect MPs. That's your candidate. That's your voice. It's the only voice you have in this town. Yeah, there you go. Um, Public Safety Minister Bill Blair's department decided to look into some research on whether to, to defund police, this big issue. Um, and data shows that the largest number of Canadians surveyed said police should actually get more money, not <laughs> less. And, and, and I thought it was really interesting most popular with recent immigrants and Canadians over 60 uh, and least popular with, of course, university grads and young people under 29. And so I find it interesting because a lot of recent immigrants probably look at it and go, are you kidding? You've got police here that will stop like, you know, it's, it's interesting to break it down. But again, I think people thought this would pull much higher in their favor. And isn't it interesting the Department of Public Safety pulled that in the first place? That was a chant of yeah, demonstrators yeah. at the height of Black Lives Matter. I mean, there was no serious proposal. How would that work to defund police? How, uh, how would, uh, when you call 911, how, what would the implication be? Well, uh, apparently a majority of Canadians didn't get it either and told public safety less funding for police. We should have more funding because they think police in Canada are pretty good. I don't know if uh, Bill Blair was looking for that answer, but that's the answer he got. Yeah, and therefore, again, it's uh, the headlines seem to get all the attention, but the small print of it uh, does not. Uh, and then you've got this air quality. So air quality apparently making a marked improvement since 2006, and this is according to a Department of Environment report. And so this completely contradicts these claims by then Environment Minister Catherine McKenna that people are dying. I mean, you know, she went out there uh, when uh, Montreal was going through a heat wave and talking about people dying because of the air and, and such and so forth, but sulfur dioxide emissions were down 63%, carbon dioxide and ni nitrogen oxide down 30%, soot and dust, fine particulate matter declined 35%. We've done pretty well. There has been comment made uh, before, Alex, about you talk about binary choice in the media coverage of climate change. It's all, it always skews catastrophic. Everything is a catastrophe all the time. Here I, you know, I don't even know why I get up in the morning. I'm just going to die in a couple of years, so why bother? <laughs> Here's an outbreak of science that says, do you know what? Uh, if you were alive in Canada in 2006, 15 years, uh, you can demonstrate that the air actually got better in Canada, markedly improved right across the country. It, it actually got better. Where, where was that story on as the lead on all the newscasts in the uh, exhaustive catastrophic coverage of B.C. wildfires? Sometimes things mm -hmm. actually get better in this country when it comes to the environment. They, they just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. There's not a lot of balance on this issue, but uh, nonetheless, uh, we'll push against the... Uh 
push against the tide as long as we can. I do. I'll end it on this one because this one, this is, I think, an interesting question and one that should be asked. And uh, and if and if he didn't answer it for you, you know, I would have asked him myself when Aaron O'Toole comes on with me in just a few minutes. But uh, the Conservative Party said it will repeal a half a billion in federal subsidies for the press if elected September. And O'Toole is also pledging to review 1.2 billion in annual funding for CBC's English language service. And um, this is in the election platform of. Canada's recovery plan. And uh, so I say hallelujah. They're going to stop direct funding to handpick media outlets. You know, Tom, often people say, well, you're bought and paid for by this government. No, actually, we aren't. We don't get any of this money. And I wouldn't want this money because it, it, it does uh, give off. You, you can't have a balanced media if the government's, you know, if you're always shilling for money from the government. No, there is no independent media if you are dependent on the government for subsidies. And it's interesting. There's been a news blackout on this. I wonder why all the publishers that have taken subsidies have not reported the fact that the major opposition party from the 43rd Parliament wants to drop subsidies in a heartbeat. Why would they do that? Well, you can't have funding cuts for diabetes pumps and maintain welfare for incompetent money-losing publishers at the same time. Everyone knows what the priority has to be. Interesting on the CBC, O'Toole had campaigned to privatize the English language television service outright. He's watered that down a little bit. Nonetheless, this is the first election since CBC Mm -hmm. went on the air in 1952 first election where you've had a legitimate major party leader say cbc english television they're on the block that's a first yeah a first and uh, again i had been told this was not in the platform and then i'm like well wait a second that's not what black Ox reporter is saying so i'm glad to see it's in in the um in the platform uh, and i'm sure the cbc will sue him for something during the campaign so we'll wait and see on that <laughs> appreciate it always tom thank you for the conversation thank you alex Tom Korski, managing editor over at Black Locks Reporter and, of course, subscription-based magazine. But they absolutely deliver the goods, so it is absolutely worth the investment.